Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back on this Thursday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming live at supertalk.fm. Won't waste any time. Got the new defensive coordinator at Ole Miss joining us right now, Mike McIntyre. And I'll start with this, Coach. You were a head coach for a while, transitioning back into the coordinator role. How's that been for you? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, just getting in, I call it getting my hands in the dirt, so to speak, and mm-hmm. getting in there with our staff and working with the kids, and you're more hands-on every day with that situation. Um, you know, a head coach is a, is a great opportunity and, and enjoyed it, um, but you're doing a lot of other things. Um, besides just coaching football. So it, that's been refreshing, just getting in there and coaching ball. Do you ever find yourself just out of habit, like scolding an offensive player or something like that in practice just because that's what you used to have uh, to do? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've got enough to worry about with our defensive guys. I uh-huh. think I'm watching them enough to, to know that. So, uh, um, But, it, you know, being a head coach before has really helped me be an assistant again, kind of understanding what the head coach is you know, thinking about uh, um, and uh, looking at all the different aspects that you have to um, from the defensive side. So kind of like the head coach of the defensive side, making sure um, that I cover every basis to, to make it easy on the head coach. Just had Josiah in here and uh, asked him the same thing I'm going to ask you. You returned 10 starters for, from that team a year ago. Installing a completely new system, does it help that you have a bunch of veteran guys or is it easier maybe if you had a bunch of new young guys like your uh, – uh, offensive coordinator Rich Rodriguez has. Well, I think that, uh, you know, the thing that we went into spring with, and I'll answer that question around about, was we were going to a 3-4, but I stood up some defensive ends that were kind of tweener defensive ends mm-hmm. to see if they could do it. Because if they couldn't do it, I was going to go to a four down, kind of get through it this year and recruit to it. Um, but those young men showed they could do it in the spring, which it was able us to do a 3-4. So, um, and then the experience factor the good thing about experience um, is they understand, hopefully, they better take coaching, they better do the things right in practice because it shows up on Saturdays. Sometimes when you're young, you go like, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it, and then all of a sudden it hits you in the game, mm-hmm. and you, really, you start paying more attention. Um, so I hope that experience factor of understanding the coachability, the understanding of learning it correctly, understanding the concepts um, and being able to handle the pressure um, will, will benefit those guys some. But uh, it's new to all of them, so they've been very receptive. And, and it's only been a few practices. How much, give or take, of your system have you installed, and, and how absorbent are they to it? Well, you know, we got 15 practices in the spring. I thought they um, really handled that well. I thought they worked at it hard. They, they're starting to ask a lot of really good questions in our meetings that we were able to have this summer. So the, when I start hearing them asking really good questions, then I understand they're starting to understand the scheme, understand the concept. And uh, so it'll be big here these first 15 days. It'll be huge. We had 15 days in the spring and the 15 because then you've kind of got it all in and done it a lot. 
and now you got to get prepared for the season. Um, so hopefully uh, it'll go well. I've got a buddy in coaching just at the high school level, and he told me that the 3-4 is the most flexible defense that you can coach. Is he right on that, and what does that even mean? Well, you're you're able to stay balanced, so the offense looks at you because a lot of teams are looking at you now. They're doing the calls from the box, and you can stay balanced. So, therefore, if they overload, it's easy to handle an overload. Um, it's easy to, when they're balanced, and then it's easy to come at the at the quarterback. They don't know who's coming, so you can drop down different safeties, um, that type of thing. So it, that's what he means by flexible. It's not where you're overloaded in the four down. You're you're overloaded. So now if they overload another side, you got to kick everything over. Um, so it's a little bit easier to to adjust. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned recruiting to that. So uh, with the this the task you asked for your defensive ends, and you, as you said, mm-hmm. they kind of passed the test. What are you looking for then? Then to be your outside you're, DN you're, linebacker. Well, your outside three, backers. You you. I mean, Sam Williams, Kadir Shepard, Wiley, those type of guys. They're between two forty to two sixty. They're athletic. They can run. They've got to be able to tackle little guys in space. Yeah. And sometimes those bigger guys, it's hard for them to do. Um, but I believe these guys can can do that. Then you want them to be able to pass rush. So now they put a running back on them because they don't know who's coming and they slide the line one way. And you got a running back blocking a 245, 50-pound guy that has pass rush ability. Also, when they come off the edge, they're able to, to – when they tackle a quarterback, they're, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger – um, hopefully we're, we're able to cause more turnovers coming off the edge or different side on the, on the running back. Um, so the RPO world, um, this allows you to be able to attack the back because they offset the back to different sides. Mm-hmm. Now you can go attack the quarterback in RPO because you can bring the guy wherever the back is if you want to. Um, so I think it gives a, a lot more flexibility um, being able to do that. How much is, is the – RPO offense changed what you do defensively, or has it changed? At no, all? it has changed. It has changed what you do defensively. Um, you know, if you're trying to play zone all the time and they're running RPOs and uh, quarters and that type of thing, you have to play it tighter. You have to play it a little different. Um, you have to play more man-type principles um, and understanding that. Um, so that's why it has changed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And now going into Memphis, your first game, how much Memphis have you watched yet? Is that something that you've looked at hard yet? Yeah, I've watched a lot of Memphis. I've watched a lot of Arkansas. I've watched a lot of every team we're playing okay. in the league. Yeah. Um, and I watched a lot of teams that, that played those teams that ran similar type defenses in fronts because it dictates kind of what they run against a 3-4 compared to a 4-down. Mm-hmm. There's different running plays that they run. Um, there's different ways they attack the perimeter. So you, when you're studying that, you try to study teams that like similar in likeness. Um, so I've watched a ton of film our staff has. We broke down a lot of games and trying to um, set our defense to the teams we're going to play this year within our league. And, of course, Memphis without our league and outside our league, but really looking hard. And, you know, Memphis does a great job. Mike does a phenomenal job running his offense. I think they were the fourth or fifth best offense in America last year. Something like he that. He knows yeah. what he's doing, so it's going to be a tough test. And how much does – even though I guess he got a new offensive coordinator, but as you said, it, that's his that's his offense. That's right, his, yeah, he's going to run it and call it. Does that change anything at all with his new 
offensive coordinator, do you expect anything different, or is this going to be a well, same old Mike Norvell offense? No, it, I would say that 95% of it's going to be exactly the same, and the new coordinator, you always have guys that bring in kind of fresh ideas and new wrinkles, um, and I'm pretty sure they studied some different things, and I'm pretty sure they studied teams that went against our type of 3-4 defenses and see how to attack that, because there's more teams going to the 3-4. Um, and uh, so I think that that's how they'll attack it. So there'll always be a few wrinkles, but the base core of it, they'll do what they've been successful because they've been successful. On the flip side, what kind of advantage uh, do you think that gives you and Rich Rodriguez, for that matter, going into this game when Memphis doesn't exactly know what you're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I, I think the opening games for both sides, you don't know it. There's always a few wrinkles you got to be prepared for. That's why your defense or your offense has to be able to handle all that. You can't be so complex or so isolated on a certain offense, so to speak, that if they do something different, everything's busted. Yeah. Um, so your the flexibility of our defense will allow us to be able to handle more things. Um, so that's what we prepare for during camp, uh, all the different scenarios you could come across. Uh, Matt Luke said at, at media days that he's got a defense full of guys that are sick of being told how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you watch that film in 2018, and Coach Luke even seemed real confident uh, about his defense and what they're going to be able to do this year. What positives were you able to see with the guys that you have coming back and what they are able to do a year ago that you can channel and bring into 2019? Right. You know, I watched some of the the tape last year, but I mainly was watching players Mm -hmm. um, to see where they could fit and who I could stand up and who I could, you know, that type of thing. Because there were some other guys that played defensive end that we didn't stand up because I didn't think they could have the chance of doing that. Sure. Uh, And they moved inside more. So I was more looking at personnel. Um, you know, moving if I move a corner to a safety or a safety to a corner or an inside backer to an outside back, all those type of things. So, um, but what the young men have shown so far, they've shown a, a hunger. Uh, and what I mean by that, they've had attention to detail. They've listened to every word we say. They've had to do everything we've asked them to do. They've been um, a, a sharp group. Uh, which I've been excited about. Uh, we worked extremely hard. Every practice we had a tackling. Even when we were in shorts, we tackled dummies. We did, mm-hmm. you know, every practice we had a pursuit type of drill. Uh, every practice we had a, a tremendous amount of time alignment-wise because teams go fast and they line up crazy and all of a sudden you're out of one gap and it pops. We we cannot do that. Um, so we've got to eliminate those mistakes and hopefully that um, the guys have bought into it and understand that. Yeah, those those fast offenses. There are some coaches, Nick Saban being one, that at one point before he hired an offensive coordinator that did the same thing, uh, wanted to somehow outlaw that. Are you in that camp? Do you think that we should, or college football should slow down offenses through the way it's officiated or whatever? Uh, No, I I think that uh, it's fine the way it is. I think you just adapt it. And I think, uh, um, you know, defensive have have adapted to it um, and uh, been able to figure out how to do that a little bit. Um, you know, you you can't have as long as signals anymore. You can't have it be as wordy. I mean, so a lot of it was the terminology, and a lot of it was the signaling and the communication out on the field. Um, so you've cut down because offense is cut down on that. You know, they're so much quicker when they signal and get. So I I believe that uh, that we've caught up with it a little bit, but I think it makes it exciting, and I think you see more of it in the NFL now too. Yeah. Um, so uh, it used to be a trickle down effect, and seems like there's more trickle up effect right now. That's uh, Mike McIntyre, the new defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Coach, thanks uh, Thanks for your time. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck this season. Okay. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll certainly be watching at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank studio. And I believe we've got a 1,000-yard rusher coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank studio.
Sports Talk Mississippi to the junction in the grove and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Back on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming live at supertalk.fm. Michael Borky, Brian Scott Rippey with you. Live at Ole Miss Media Day, and right now we're joined by Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. And uh, thanks for your time. Thank you for this having is, me. Is this the last interview you have to do it before is, practice? It is. I'm, I'm sorry to, to keep you uh, <laughs> to keep you that long. Thought but. I was going home, and someone grabbed me right as I stepped out the door. <laughs> well, we appreciate uh, you accommodating us. So I remember uh, the end of the Egg Bowl last year. A video came out of Matt Luke grabbing you, and he said, "Remember this. Remember this, and channel it. It's your team now." Yeah. How have you handled it being your team from that moment when Matt Luke grabbed you as you were running off the field to right now before you start fall camp as the starter? I feel like it just gave me motivation to prepare and, you know, for what's to come this upcoming season. And, you know, it's not only me with that chip on their shoulder. It's the whole offense. It's the whole team. Uh, I'm just speaking offensively just because that's the downfall. Of, that's what everyone says is the downfall of this this year. And I'm just excited to uh, prove everybody wrong. Uh, a lot of the talk yeah. is uh, about, uh, well, can a redshirt freshman you know, lead an SEC offense? Can that? It's difficult for young guys to do that. Do you find it difficult yet? I mean, it's, done, it's been done before. So. Yeah. so a couple guys. You hadn't felt like a freshman in a while, though. I remember you telling me the last yeah. time you felt like it was about ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you really wouldn't have it any other way, though. I mean, it, that's kind of what guys, when they get recruited, want to come and come and play immediately, right? Yeah, you were pretty to play much immediately, the guy from day to one. To play immediately, that – that all has to come into play. You got to be a leader. That all follows with you when when that happens, and you get put in those situations. Now you're transitioning. So when you were when you found out, how did you find out that Rich Rodriguez was your new offensive coordinator? By the way, uh, I was at my buddy's house, uh, David Cody, and uh, sitting on his couch. I remember just getting a phone call. And oh, Coach so, Luke, so the, the traditional way. Yeah, Coach See, Luke. I, Coach Luke called me and told me like 30 minutes, and then okay. Rich Rod called me oh, nice. right after that happened, and then you know he was the first one to talk to me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm re- I was ready to roll. I was wondering if that was going to be like Instagram because nah. NBA players are finding out their fate via Instagram. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know nah. if that was uh, creeped down to this level yet. Nah. So when you heard that, were you familiar with who he was? Not at all. Uh, I got a little bit of background. I knew he was a great coach. Uh, I knew Khalil Tate well. I used to train with him when I was in high school. Um, you know, he told me a little bit of how he was. And, you know, I got a feel for him. And he was just like my senior year. Uh, head coach or offensive coordinator you know he's a perfectionist he wants it done right and he wants it done right right now Mm -hmm. and if it's not he'll make sure it is so do you like that kind of coaching though I love it I react I respond to it well not a lot of people do but I mean you know I was always taught to ignore how it said just absorb the message and you know that that's taken me a long way with you as far as, as as kind of going into this year Obviously, things are very different. In that four games last year, did some working with some of those younger receivers, did that help just having that in game action, whether it was Miles or Elijah or just really any of those younger guys? Because obviously you knew those, you know, Lodge, Brown, Metcalf probably were not going to be around when you kind of got handed yeah. the reins. Um, yeah, that came into play a little bit, even though I didn't uh, get as many, you know, reps as I wanted to with those guys, the young guys, because I, I was in the young, the older guys would be in majority of the time. But, um, you know, I've worked with the guys uh, outside of the, uh, the actual game, 
and you know moving forward from then on uh just trying to build that chemistry I'm excited for what they have because I, I know what their uh, what their potential is and what they can do. Your recruiting process was a little bit of an adventure, as a lot of kids are nowadays. But when, when you got in contact with Matt and Ole Miss came in late, did you get the sense at all that y'all needed each other? Because Matt needed a centerpiece to that class. He kind of needed a quarterback to hitch his wagons to for the next three or four years. Did you sense that when, when y'all were talking? No, sir. I was just really intrigued of how genuine he was. Uh, you know, when I visited Oxford, that was just a plus just because everyone was so welcoming. But you know, talking to Coach Luke and actually having a heart-to-heart conversation, he pours his heart out to you, and you can you know that he's telling you the truth, and he means what he says, and he really is a player's coach. He puts the players first, and um, yeah. What's that transition been like for you from your previous system that you were running to now Rich Rod system? Um, you know, last last year it was more progressional reads. Uh, it was all the time progressional reads. It was three to two to one. And I feel like this year it was, uh, it's gone more to coverage reads and a little bit of progression reads. But um, I I was used to coverage reads just because my high my high school senior year coach, mm-hmm. you know they're all NFL guys. They're they knew all the uh, the prolific offenses and how how it was ran. So you know it's nothing new to me. It's just being able to uh, think three to two to one in certain coverages. Mm-hmm. And then Memphis, you've got Memphis in week one. Tough game at the Liberty Bowl. Have you looked at Memphis yet? What, yeah. what can you expect from that game? It's your first start, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited just to show everybody what we have and just to. this Thursday afternoon at Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming live at supertalk.fm. Michael Borky with you. Brian Scott Rippey is somewhere around here. I think Matt Luke is uh, giving his preseason press conference as we speak right now. And uh, we'll hear from Matt Luke later on. But right now, we've got the wide receivers coach at Ole Miss, Jacob Peeler, uh, built a little bit of a brand for himself, the NWO. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, Where did it, that come from? You know what? Somebody asked me that the other day. I, I, I did what I call a soft opening uh, <laughs> at, at, at my previous stop. I uh, tried something, and then I kind of went all in when I got here. I remember my first night uh, uh, meeting the, the new receivers when I was hired here at Ole Miss, and you know you had AJ, and you had DK, and you had Lodge. You had all those guys in one room, and, and I, I kind of introduced it, and we just ran with it. It kind of became our identity, and, and um, you know, I, I've – said it before you know I, I never intended uh for it to take off the way it did never intended for uh tattoos to be put on people's bodies but wait yeah. who uh aj and dk yeah do they really yeah, they do they are they are uh they made a permanent in. life decision you know they did they are they're bought in <laughs> they're all in so they, they've asked they've asked me if i'm gonna follow suit uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with a hard no uh don't never they can never convince you to do it uh yeah, never say never uh, but it, it would uh, it would probably upset my wife and my mom a little bit, but but uh, never say never. You just got to put it somewhere where they can't see it. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere somewhere uh, high and, and hidden. At least it can't be like what happened to Rick Pitino, by the way, because he's got a national championship tattoo that Louisville no longer has. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's a that's why you don't get tattoos. You're right. Basically, they're permanent. Uh, so let's talk about those guys that that you um, you just lost to the NFL. And I'll start with DK Metcalf because there was so much talk from 
scouting people about how this dude can't run routes. He, he runs straight, and that's all he can do. Is that true? Because the stuff that you're seeing from some uh, Seahawks camp doesn't really bear that to be true. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately in our business, you, we can't always speak our mind. Uh, I, I've, I, there's no uh, hiding the fact that, that I don't believe that one bit. Uh, I saw it every single day. I think when the pitchers came out and, and the, the, the 40 time at the NFL combine came out, I mean, you're looking at a kid that's six foot four, 225, 230 pounds that, that runs a four, three, and he's, you know, he's got a uh, 16 pack, uh, you know, it's just, there were so many positives people tried to, you know, that in today's world, they're going to try to pick you apart in some way, some form or fashion. So, uh, you know, again, when you, you, you see the things that he did in practice and you see the things I saw on a daily basis, I never questioned that. Uh, obviously, you take a 5'10 kid, you know, or compared to a 6'4, there's going to be some things that that 5'10 kid may do a little bit better, but uh, that's just, you know, the way the world works. But uh, obviously, he's having a tremendous camp. He's making a lot of plays for those guys, and uh, you know he, uh, he's going he's going to let his uh, his credit his critics uh, say what they want, and he'll he'll let his field uh, you know uh, success speak for itself. Pretty good spot for him to be too, with maybe the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. And now there's an opening with uh, what was it Doug Baldwin that had to unfortunately retire early, and now there's a window for him. Yeah, no doubt. I think. Uh, Going through the whole draft process with him, um, uh, you know, sometimes people uh, get get, include myself. We become fans and we get wrapped up in the win. You know, when's he going to get taken versus the who and, and the best situation? I, I do think that where he landed was couldn't have been a better situation for him, and and especially early in his career. And I think he's. Uh, really been taken under the wing. I think Russell Wilson has done a tremendous job talking to, to DK about really making him feel. Uh, part of the team and really kind of mentoring him, um, you know, from an early, early uh, uh, start. So uh, I just hope for him he can continue to stay healthy and continue that progress. Visiting with Jacob Peeler, the wide receivers coach at Ole Miss at Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, so let's look at the guys now. Um, all of the talk this offseason is can Ole Miss, re- can they replace A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Demarcus Lodge, and, and who is Elijah Moore? Who is Miles Battle? What do you have – returning a bunch of young guys it seems but ones that were seemingly really talented coming out of high school yeah um you know the one thing that that we really uh went to look for uh in the recruitment process was was kids that that love football um that sometimes in in today's recruiting world you you find kids that that love the recruiting process more than they actually like getting on the grass and, and and playing football and so I did think we, we were able to do that. Um, obviously, we're going to be very young, very unproven. Um, I'm excited as anybody else to see where we're at day one versus practice 15 of spring. Uh, I do think we had a good off season. I think our kids worked extremely hard and put in time away from the facility and the, the time that we require of them. I think they they put a you know an emphasis on, on getting better at running routes, um, and, and I think that's something that – Myself and Coach Rod, who sits here, we're 100% on the same page. I mean, the only way you're going to get better at running routes is going out and doing it. Um, I, I, I used a quote to him uh, from uh, Bruce Lee, you know, fear not the man who, who practices uh, – I'm going to try not to mess this up – practices uh, one kick uh, – you know, or, I'm sorry, a thousand kicks one time, but fear the man who, who practices one kick a thousand times. So, I mean, that's the only way you're going to get better at a route is to continue to run it, run it, run it. And I think those guys have done a good job this summer 
uh, away from us uh, working on their craft and working on their timing. You mentioned the new scheme. We've had a couple players in so far, and they've talked about their adjustment and having to learn. How much do you have to learn uh, before you teach? Yeah, obviously uh, coming in with a with a new offensive system, a new offensive coordinator, you're, you're always – you know, trying to learn the, the nuances and everything uh, that, that Coach Rod wants to implement and, and get accomplished. So there's always a learning curve for us, but, but again, that's that's why they call us coach. We're going we're gonna to be able to, you know, adjust and, and, and fix things that in the film room and, and after practice that, that maybe we're not getting uh, done correctly. But, uh, again, uh, uh, it, it, for what Coach Rod was wanting, it, it wasn't a whole lot different from things I've had to do in the past. So I was able to, to adjust – you know, maybe a little bit more quickly than maybe at other other times. Jonathan Mingo, um, wearing that number one jersey, and that's become some uh, kind of a tradition at Ole Miss with Treadwell and then A.J. Brown and now Mingo. Uh, what do you expect from him as a true freshman? Uh, what kind of contribution can Ole Miss fans expect to get from him uh, as early as being a true freshman in game one? Yeah, uh, ask me in, in, in two weeks. I may be able to answer that a little bit better. But, uh, you know, again, Jonathan's a kid that kind of burst on the scene. I remember him coming to our camp uh, going into the 11th grade year, didn't even have a, you know, rivals or 247 profile. I think when he did have one, they put him at a safety. I mean, he came here and just, just worked, uh, had had that, that, you know, chip on his shoulder. It didn't really uh, buy into all the, all the hoopla. And, and again, um, you know, had a lot of success at a really good high school program here in the state and, and uh, put up some really good numbers. And, you know, he's 215 pounds right now. I mean, he's already kind of feel, fills out that number one jersey like some of those guys in the past. So am I, but it looks a little different. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. But I don't think I'd get, my, get it over my shoulder. So, uh, but, no, he, he's, he's extremely work, hardworking. He's extremely smart. Um, you know, he, he asked not only questions, but he asked the why on, on why we're doing some things. So you know he's really, truly not just doing it to doing it to do it, I guess. He's really trying to, to master his craft. So, uh, again, you know, he's going to be thrown in there early. And, and uh, you know, freshman or sophomore, it doesn't matter. If, you know, we'll see uh, how he takes on to it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fun to watch him compete. Got to ask about Demarcus Gregory. He uh, comes from my neck of the woods in upstate South Carolina. Uh, how's his health? And I guess you expect him to be a full contributor this year, right? Yeah, you know, unfortunately for 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 D Mark, he um, you know towards ACL uh, uh, at his spring game going into his uh, senior year, so he missed his entire senior season, and then uh, had an injury early in fall camp last year, so missed all of uh, last fall as well. So in my mind, he was almost a true freshman in spring ball. I mean, that was his true, uh, I guess, coming out of you know or I guess introduction to college football. Um, so, you know, again, you, you talk to him, he probably was, it was a little bit of a fill out process early, was still trying to trust that, that, that knee, um, you know, had a brace on and that's obviously been removed since. And he looked a lot faster, a lot twitchier, I would say in, a, in the summer conditioning than he did in the spring. And I think he trusts that, uh, that, that knee a lot more than he did, uh, so, again, he's a guy I'm really anxious to see how he's progressed. He's also an, another guy that's around that 210, 215 range. So he's going to have to use his body and, and understand his skill set. He's going to be able to, you know, to body guys up and, and make that 50-50 catch where, uh, you know, it's gonna, he's going to just that's – his, that's his M.O. Uh, last thing before I let you go, I am uh, – I've developed a fanhood for the New Orleans Saints. 
and they just signed a $100 million receiver. As a guy that's putting receivers in the NFL, do you think Michael Thomas, do you think he deserved that $100 million? I, I will say this. I, I get to watch as much NFL football as as uh, as my, my mom does when she doesn't watch any. So, <laughs> oh, I uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I guess you also have a job to yeah, do. On, on yeah. Sundays yeah. is a pretty busy day for us, but I will say I have seen many uh, highlights of him and, and things he's done. He, he's a... He's a pretty good player, so uh, if they're willing to pay him, I say, hey, go get it. That's Jacob Peeler, wide receivers coach at Ole Miss. And up next, we've got the offensive coordinator, Rich Rodriguez. Hang tight at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank studio. Talk Mississippi, streaming live at supertalk.fm. Michael Borky here with you live in Oxford from Ole Miss Media Day. Just one day, maybe 24 hours from right now, Ole Miss will be on the practice field and sitting across from me right now as the new offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, Rich Rodriguez. And uh, so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, but, but I'll start with this. After okay. you got hired, an old college buddy of mine uh, sent me a YouTube video from early West Virginia. Uh-oh. And, and said some words that I can't repeat on radio. And I mean, he was thrilled, and he you know, wanted me to watch the highlight videos. They're pretty good, by the way. How much change has your offense gone through, though? So when people say, this is Rich Rod's system, this is what he does, this is what's going to happen at Ole Miss – how much has it changed it, since then? Well, it has evolved. It was it was actually a lot more fun back then, twenty years ago, because there wasn't a whole lot of people doing it then. You know, doing spread, no huddle, you know, zone read kind of thing. And, and now it's kind of prevalent on all levels, including the NFL. But we've had to evolve, and I think you always still involve. We're still evolving to this day, kind of, you know, because the way teams are playing us and fitting to your personnel and all that. But it's been fun, and I've really enjoyed the last five or six months of trying to install our system here, which a lot of people that have followed this offense will say, well, that looks familiar. Yeah, a lot of it does, but there'll be some new stuff too. Hey, what's that transition been like? You've been a head coach for a long time, yeah. slipping back into a play caller role. Uh, what's that been like? Well, it's for me, from the play calling standpoint, that's an easy transition because I've always called the plays. I've got more time now to, to kind of focus more on the offense and I have to be careful because you got more, when you have more time to do it, sometimes you add too much stuff. And, yeah. and you forget, hey, these guys are still young guys, especially for us here. All our quarterbacks are freshmen. So I've had to you know, slow myself down a little bit. But it's a great staff. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We've got a lot of question marks. But you know, we all have something to prove, including, including myself. So I'm anxious to get to work with it. I asked McIntyre this uh, as well. Do you ever find yourself uh, just out of habit? like yelling at a, a guy on defense in practice or something for not doing the right thing. And oh, yeah. I did a couple of times this spring, and I had to catch myself. And, you know, the staff is very narrow understanding. But I've had to say, oh, wait a minute. I'm not the head coach. I'm, <laughs> I stay in my lane, right? So I've, I've caught myself quite a few times doing that. But our staff is so good. And, you know, there's, you know we all have a sense of pride, and, and I have so much respect for everybody. And I think we all respect each other a lot, so that's okay. 
And uh, so now with the young quarterback, Matt Corral's not going to be, or not, he isn't the first young quarterback you've coached, and he's not mm-hmm. going to be the last young quarterback you've coached. In your experience, what is the, the biggest challenge for him as a redshirt freshman and this being his team, and, and what has he shown you so far? Probably the challenge for me is because Matt, you know, football is really important to him. He's such a competitive guy, and he's played a little bit. I just got to remind myself that, hey, he's still a redshirt freshman. He has not played much, and so even though – his, uh, you know, we're, we're taking the approach that he's going to be the guy. And, you know, we got a couple of true freshmen, though, that are going to push him for that. Uh, we've got to remind ourselves that these guys are really all young and not really played meaningful snaps. And we're probably talking about most of the guys on offense. There might be two or three returning starters at the most uh, when we line up against Memphis. So we have to have that in mind. But at the same time, we can't coach them as if they're freshmen and say, okay, well, you know, hopefully you'll get it in a year or in six months. No, we got to be ready to go right now. Visiting with Rich Rodriguez, the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Uh, how much 2018 film did you watch? Or when you're taking over a new job, moving to a new place, how much film from the previous year do you look at? You know, some guys will come over and say, well, I'm not going to look at anything. I think it's our job to at least look at, one, your personnel that you have coming back, but also what did they do well, maybe not so well. Because they did some, a lot of great things over the last several years offensively. So I looked at that, uh, watched a lot of games um, while you're – you know, scouting your future opponents, you're going to see that anyway, but also to look at our personnel. And, and then we have obviously some guys on the staff, you know, three guys on the offensive staff that, that were here last year. So, you know, I try to make something that we're putting it in, even though it's new terminology, what did you call it last year? How did you do this last year? And if it made sense to, to try to tie that in together so the kids that were coming back can learn it easier, we did that. And then so when you watch that film, most everybody – when they talk about the Ole Miss offense, looks at, well, what they lost. Uh, yeah, we from, lost a few freaks. You know. Just a few. Yeah. I mean, it was he, almost depressing sometimes to watch the film and watch some of those guys knowing that they're no longer here, but that happens. DK Metcalf looks like a Marvel character. Yeah, like he was designed D- in a you know, lab or something. Not just DK, but look at you know, AJ and uh-huh. uh, you know, their, their group of wideouts, is, you know, Jacob was, was with them, were, were unbelievable. But they had really good offensive linemen. I think Jordan did a tremendous job at quarterback, and so they had a lot of really, really talented guys that aren't here, but that's that's the nature of college football and what's going to happen. What about the ones that are here? Uh, so, yeah, we got some good players. Yeah, and at me, SEC Media Days, people talk, and, and when a name gets thrown out there like Elijah Moore, I even heard one radio show say, well, who's Elijah Moore? He's definitely not going to be like Demarcus Lodge or A.J. Brown, but – yeah, but hey, I think he's. I hope he has that chip on his shoulder too, and I think he does. I've been watching him in spring practice. You know, I was thrilled. So, oh, we got one guy here that's mm-hmm. going to be special, and and he should have a huge year. And he's so competitive, and you know the way he approached spring practice. I'm really excited for him to kind of make his mark this year. And then uh, the running back position. So you return. We'll call him a thousand yard rusher from a year ago. Just short. Yep. Uh, injury cut his season short. And Scotty Phillips. And then in my neck of the woods, we're I'm based in Jackson, there's a lot of talk about Jerrion Ely. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about your running back room and Scotty Phillips' production last year and then what maybe you could get out of a true freshman in Ely and then, of course, the guys you also have returning still? Yeah, we, 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 I always think we need to have at least three that are ready to play with and hopefully four. You know, we like to have multiple sets, sometimes two tailback uh, sets in the backfield. And so we know with Scotty, you know, Jerry obviously has a lot of talent. He might be one of the fastest guys we have on our team. And so there's not going to be a redshirt year for him. We're going to get him ready to play. Um, but I like what we have. I don't know if we're going to be as fast as we want initially, 
but we'll eventually Fast get Fast in to, what way? I'm talking about speed, like you handle a ball and there's an oh, opening okay. and you hold your breath like we might be taken at 90. Okay. You know, but uh, we'll, we'll be fast enough, um, but we'll, we'll continue to get faster as the years go on. Uh, speaking of fast, what about the pace of the offense? What's your ideal pace? Well, that's a good question. You know, back to, again, go back to 27 <laughs> years ago when we were going no huddle fast, it was unique. And we tried to go fast all the time. You know, over the years, we still have want to have the ability to do that, but we want to be able to change the tempo. So we have to condition ourselves to be able to go fast every play because it might be I tell the guys, listen, we're going to go fast. The whole first quarter, we're going to go as fast as we can like your hair is on fire. You know, but eventually we're going to go different tempos, and we teach those different tempos from day one. You seem to have issued a challenge at the end of spring about the offseason that this team needed to have. Did they have that kind of offseason you asked them to? I think so. Our strength staff uh, does a great job. And from what I see in the summer, the guys work really hard. They got, they got bigger, stronger, they got faster, and they got in pretty good shape. Now, football shape is a different dynamic. You've got to practice to get into that. And so it'll probably be the most challenging uh, fall camp that our guys have ever been in simply because they have to play at a different type of conditioning. But our strength staff, uh, I think, did a phenomenal job looking at our guys right now. And then, you know, I'll be able to judge a whole lot how much more we got to go after the first week of practice. You have an injury on the offensive line. What does that mean for for these young guys? And and when you're looking at bringing in true freshmen that Matt Luke said at media days, they're going to have to play to what capacity. What is that like for them? What do they have to overcome in order to get ready to actually be contributors as a true freshman? Yeah, usually that's the the first position that gets redshirted, right? Offensive line, just because physically, physically and mentally, how much you got to got to adapt to this level of football. But we got seven of them coming in, and we knew. Even before Alex's situation, they were going to have to be two or three ready to go, uh, hopefully in a backup role. Well, you know, now, you know, with Alex, you know, he, he's going to be ready to go eventually, but we better have three or four of them that compete. And so it's our job as coaches, and Jack McNeil will do a great job up front. But we've got to make it to, you know, you can't simplify it so much that you don't have the ability to adjust to a defense. But at the same time, we've got to understand we got a bunch of 18-year-old kids that, that last year were playing high school ball that now got to get ready for the SEC. And so it's going to be an important month of August. Uh, this team uh, last year, of course, is a completely different system, but uh, really struggled in the red zone. Is that something uh, – I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking original yeah. questions yeah, here. But you, uh, so, so is that something that you focus on specifically? And is there anything that you saw a year ago that, that you can make a quick fix on and they, they can be better in the red zone? What is that Yeah, I think like? – I don't know if there's a quick fix. Obviously, um, we've got to concentrate on working on that in practice. In fact, we'll – with practice one, we'll be we'll have red red zone work coming in. You know, it's a different system and uh, and all that. But I think more than anything, our guys have to be. You know, uh, we're going to do a lot of situational awareness things. I mean, not just in practice, but in meetings and in walkthrough. And hopefully, that'll make a little bit of a difference. But we also have to execute better, and that's going to be the big big thing for us. Every play that we rep in practice. Uh, on both sides, all three phases of the ball, but particularly on offense, every play we've taken individual, every play we've taken skeleton, every play we've taken team has got to be utmost importance, and uh, red zone is part of that. That's Rich Rodriguez, the new offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Coach, thanks for the time. All right, great seeing you. This afternoon. This is the last interview before practice? Yeah, right. yeah, I think it is. Time to go get with our guys. Awesome. Good luck this okay, year, Coach. appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back in the Renaissance Bank Studio.
back on Sports Talk Mississippi live in Oxford today from Ole Miss Media Day. Michael Borky, Brian Scott Rippey with you this afternoon. And now joined by the head man in charge, Matt Luke, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. Does that still give you like kind of a, a fuzzy <laughs> feeling when you hear that? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's kind of surreal, but you, you get stuck in the moment so much you don't even think about that. You're just you're working on trying to get better every every single day. But it is a uh, Every time somebody says that, though, it does kind of bring a smile to your face, for sure. You sick of talking yet? <laughs> well, just left in the Shoba County Fair. Oh, man. Straight into media day. So, But, no, I, I am. I'm excited. I'm ready ready to get going. Uh, you know, everybody reporting today and just just excited about uh, all the things that we've been talking about. Just, you know, having your full allotment of scholarships, you know, chance to go to a bowl game. Excited about our staff and about the, the competition out there. Just So just excited and ready to get going. Thinking back to Hoover, it – Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the most confident I've seen you on stage in the big room in Hoover. Yeah, I, it's 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 neat to go up there and talk about football and to talk about your program and to be able to sell Ole Miss for 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 really what it is and and how and it's just uh, you don't have to worry about talking about the NCAA or bowl bands or how you can get your team motivated and all this other stuff. So it, it's refreshing to go up there and talk about football and that's uh, you know that's what I was hired to do and just it's 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 nice to be able to go up there and do that. No, I think I asked you the exact same question last year when you went from interim to permanent guy, but now you have the you're the permanent head coach. It's been your program for a year. Have you learned anything, or will you change anything just from like a game management perspective? As whether it's a fourth down or something like that, like do you learn throughout the two years you've been in charge? Yeah, I think experience is always the best teacher, and you have uh, as many checklists and things that you go through as you possibly can to prepare yourself for those situations and game situations, and you try to put yourself in through through as many of those as you can. But, uh, I mean, as far as my base way of thinking, it's, it's not going to change, but you can only get better as you go through things and you experience things. And then, obviously, you know, having uh, having guys that are experienced on your staff, you know, none of us are as good as all of us together. So I, I think, it, uh, you know, to use that experience it will obviously help as well. Rippy was making uh, making fun of me at the break. So you guys, <laughs> so you guys got bigger, stronger, and faster this summer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I do think we had a good off season. There, there, there's no doubt, and uh, we got a bunch of young kids. So you want to reserve your judgment. You know, being out there running and lifting weights is different than when you put the pads on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, at the same time. You know, I think uh, all these young guys, they came here to, to come in and play. And uh, so I'm excited to see the competition at every position, you know, namely, you know, at, at wide receiver. We've got a bunch of young guys there and at offensive line. Got a bunch of young guys there. So excited to see that competition. On that note, what's your plan uh, for that position group now that uh, you'll have at least one veteran guy out for camp? Uh, bringing in these these freshmen, some of which were with you in the spring, so you know yeah. what they can do. But what is your plan for these young guys now that there's an opening to really get some reps this fall? Yeah, well, I think that, I think that's key. And again, we're we're hoping to have Alex back, but having those uh, those reps open gives them a chance to get their feet wet and really get in there and to provide that depth. Because you know, even uh, if Alex does come back sometime this season, they're going to have to go in there and execute and compete. And, you know, fortunately, we've been able to get freshmen ready to play before. And, uh, you know, and we can do it again. But it's obviously a challenge. When you were playing in that staff transition for the bowl game, what was it, Tuberville to cut? Is that? That's correct. When I was playing. Coach Latina told me a story about you kind of being the guy that, that helped translate things in between, you know, your other offensive linemen and the coaching staff. 
getting ready for that bowl game and everything like that, kind of being a coach on the field was the gist of the story he was talking about. With Alex, how big of a loss is that and how much will we be able to do from the sidelines? Just helping some of these younger guys, because he mentioned that at SEC Media Days, that's been a big part of what he's been doing. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not going to be just gone. I mean, right. he's going to be in the meeting rooms. He's going to be out there from day to day and, and working to get back. Uh, but if anything, you know, I think young kids learn by seeing it over and over and over again. And, and so I think uh, maybe that'll be the biggest loss is some of those freshmen seeing him do it right over and over and over again. But, uh, you know, just but him being around, that will be a big help and uh, just his mindset. That, but uh, I, I think uh, I think he will continue to be a leader, even though he's going to be limited some some of fall camp. Visiting with Matt Luke, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels right here on Sports Talk Mississippi. I brought this up with your quarterback. Uh, there was a video that came out right after the Egg Bowl of you grabbing him, and you told him to remember this, and, and it's your team now. In your opinion, how has he responded uh, to that challenge after that game to right now before he takes on his first fall camp as a starter? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was probably my biggest question at SEC Media Days. Man, you brought a freshman quarterback to Media Day, but he was thrust into that leadership role. And, you know, he's got that competitive fire that people like to be around. And uh, I think he's done a great job. Obviously, you don't know until you go under the, the lights and, you know, our first game at Memphis. But uh, I think he's, I think he's handled it extremely well. And now with your new offensive and defensive coordinator, uh, we'll start with offense. How much freedom uh, does Rich Rodriguez have to run his system here? Yeah, well, I think uh, anytime you hire somebody, you hire him to do a job. And I think the, the unique thing about both Rich and Mike is, is they see thing uh, see things from the big picture. They're not looking at okay how much you know, how much, what's what's our stats going to be. They're trying to win football games and and to know that they sat in my chair and they're seeing it from the big picture. And okay, how can we win this football game? You know, because I think that's the goal. It's not about trying to put up a bunch of numbers and, and just go super fast. Which again, we could go fast some if that helps us win the football game. But I think those guys seeing the big picture uh, will, will help us uh, tremendously. Y'all didn't talk about it much last year, but y'all got to that point in late October, I think, Auburn, South Carolina. You were running out there with 59, 60 scholarship <laughs> guys, and obviously you can't make excuses in there, but I imagine you'll be a little more comforting riding in the season with the full 85 because that makes a difference, particularly when you get seven and eight games into a year. Yeah, especially toward the end of the year, but there there are no excuses. You gotta you have to play the hand you're dealt, and uh, that that's what we were doing. You know, we had to move running backs to safety or, you know, whatever the case may be, especially, you know, heard us, you know, at receiver late, you know, losing DK for the last, you know, six games. I think we were five and two maybe when he went down. And, you know, toward the end of the season, you guys are getting tired. You just don't have anybody to put in there. So I think uh, having that depth, uh, albeit though young, it'll still be guys that are out there competing and trying to earn a spot. Your personnel on offense versus defense is pretty different. you got a yep. retro freshman quarterback. you got a bunch of young wide receivers, young on the offensive line. Defensively, yep. basically everybody's back. Um, with their transition to a new system and Mike McIntyre, what have you seen from, from your defense? And as you mentioned at media days, they're sick of being told they're not good. Yeah. Uh, have they responded to yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that have that are going to be hungry to prove themselves and play with a chip on their shoulder. And I think they're going to be – I think they're going to develop that confidence. Uh, I think Mike is a – he's a very, very good teacher. And those guys will know – uh, where to line up and where to put their eyes. And because of that, they'll play with more confidence. And uh, I think you will see that continue to build as the season progresses. Visiting with Matt Luke right now, head coach of Ole Miss. How, how much Memphis uh, have you watched yet? And when do you start in camp 
preparing for that season opener. Yeah, so we obviously we do a you know preparation for you know a lot a lot of all the teams a, you know a little bit during the summer. Obviously, a little bit more on them because it's the first game. But you'll go through the first two and a half weeks of fall camp really focused on yourselves, and then after that last big scrimmage, you will transition in, in into Memphis to give yourself plenty of time to get ready. Do you like? opening a season with a challenge. I mean, if you look at the schedule across your league, some teams have, with all due respect, an FCS opponent right. in their opener or somebody like that where they'll they'll walk through and they can play their F game and probably still win. You don't have that luxury. No. Do you like it this way? You know what? I think uh, having a young team, you probably would like to have a few to, you know, to have under your belt. But uh, at the same time, I think playing a good team early does. I mentioned it in the press conference. Just having that sense of urgency to go get ready and to know what you have. And, and Memphis is a really, really good football team. And, uh, again, um, you know, the Liberty Bowl, tough place to play. At 11 o'clock, it's going to be hot. And uh, But we just got to have that right mindset and go prepare and use this whole month to go get ready to go. Uh, a couple things left for you, just about a minute left or so, Coach. Um, the, the two new coordinators, you mentioned these guys have been head coaches before. Is managing personalities an issue or, or, or anything? How, how has it been like with two previous head coaches being – on your staff working for you, what's that like for you? Well, it, it, I, to me, it's, it's a huge benefit. And, uh, again, those guys, they, they've sat in my chair before, so they understand what – you know, different egos will do to a, to a staff. And, I mean, our staff, I mean, those, those guys have played against each other. They have a lot of respect respect for each other, and and they've competed against each other. But And it, it's just – it's been really, really good. And uh, I'm excited to see it pay off more and more as the season progresses. Uh, you talk about blue collar uh, when you talk about your football program. Your running back walked in here. He's put on some good weight, hasn't he? He, he yeah. looks good. Uh, yeah. That running game with a veteran running back like him, uh, what do you envision this no, year with that? I, you know, I think uh, I think it will be important to have a good running game. You know, take a pressure, take the pressure off a young quarterback. But I, you know, I think um, whenever you can run the football, I think it helps your defense. I think it, it does a lot of different things. But I think not only Scotty, but Isaiah and Jerry Neely and Snoop Connor, we got some really good young, talented players as well. Suddenly, you got a, a bit of a stable there in the backfield now. Yeah, man. You know, obviously, a lot of them have a lot to prove, but I do think the talent is there, and I think that has a chance to be one of our best units. That's uh, that's Matt Luke, the head coach of Ole Miss. Coach, thanks for your time. Yep, thank You're you. done talking. <laughs> you can now go work. coach ball. That's right. Uh, thank you for joining us, yep. and good luck this Appreciate year. Appreciate it, guys. Hotty toddy. More coming up in Sports Talk Mississippi live in Oxford for Ole Miss Media Day, getting ready for fall camp. By the way, Hall of Fame game tonight. If you want to watch football, you can do it tonight. Won't be very good. It'll be football. It's something. It's something. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Renaissance Bank Studio. Stick around. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.